0: KTSA News Flash.
1: Several new state laws passed by the Texas legislature in this year's second special session take effect Thursday. Two of them, the election reform bill and the pro life heartbeat bill, are already the subjects of court challenges. Other laws ban the teaching of critical race theory in schools, prohibit social media platforms from censoring conservative views, limit the availability of abortion-inducing drugs, ban no-cash bail for violent crime suspects, and require schools to teach prevention of child abuse, family violence, and sex trafficking. The Trump-era Remain in Mexico program for immigrant asylum seekers is set to make a comeback. The program officially known as the Migrant Protection Protocols may be reinstated as early as sometime this week. In its announcement about the issue last week, the Biden administration said El Paso, Brownsville and San Diego are the first border crossing areas where the policy is expected to be reinstated. However, the final decision is contingent on confirmation of Mexico's willingness to allow the immigrant asylum seekers to wait in Mexico for their U.S. asylum hearing. A Senate subcommittee is hearing warnings again this year about holiday hazards, the dangers posed by things like toys and decorations this time of year. Hannah Rhodes with the U.S. Public Interest Research Group testified that consumers should scrutinize all products they're considering purchasing to determine if they could be counterfeit. Our advice for consumers on how to identify counterfeit products online includes reading through the entire product description for mislabelings and misspellings, researching the seller, being wary of reviews, and being skeptical of very low prices. Lawmakers also heard testimony about the dangers of small batteries and magnets and toys that kids may swallow and choking hazards. Correspondent Jim Kursula reports it's more than likely the latest COVID-19 variant will appear in the U.S.
0: Health experts say it's only a matter of time before the Omicron COVID variant, first detected in South Africa, turns up in the U.S. Dr. Francis Collins is director of the National Institutes of Health.
1: We'll not be surprised if sometime in the next few days uh, we identify cases in the
0: U.S., considering that this virus has found its way already into a lot of countries, including our neighbors in Canada. Collins appeared on CBS mornings.
1: The CDC is now recommending all adults get a COVID-19 booster in response to the emergence of the Omicron variant. Monday's recommendation is a departure from what the CDC had previously been saying. Earlier guidance was that people 50 and older and those living in a long-term care facility should get a booster, while it was advised that all other adults may get boosters six months after their previous shots. It comes as Pfizer is expected to ask the FDA for authorization for its COVID vaccine booster for 16 and 17-year-olds. Texas Biomed is working with the World Health Organization to obtain samples of the Omicron coronavirus variant for research purposes. Dr. Larry Schlesinger, president and CEO of Texas Biomedical Research Institute, says the variant so far can only be found in one lab in South Africa, the country where Omicron recently was discovered. The African Health Research Institute will grow the variant, sequence it, and deposit it at the WHO biorepository. From there, samples will be distributed to labs worldwide for testing and research. A proposed mixed-use development near Bee Cave is getting some pushback from local residents. The Violet Crown Project calls for a 20,000-seat amphitheater, two apartment towers, a driving range, nightclubs, research, and office space at a cost of up to perhaps $750 million. The proposed site is 71 acres on Texas 71 at Southwest Parkway, next to a wildlife preserve. Environmentalists and some homeowners oppose the project, saying it would degrade wildlife habitat and create noise and traffic problems. An official with the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center says it may be time to relax certain blood donor requirements to allow more donors. Blood banks worldwide have been suffering shortages ever since the pandemic began. The Food and Drug Administration has restrictions in place for donors to ensure a safe blood supply. Last year, the FDA eased some of the restrictions, but Adrian Mendoza, VP of Blood Operations for the local blood center, says more could be done. She says blood testing has improved and some of the restrictions are outdated. The Bear County Sheriff's Office is reporting the death of a 59-year-old detention cadet on Monday during a physical exercise training. A class of 13 cadets in their first day of a training academy had started their exercise when the victim experienced shortness of breath. He was allowed to rest but soon passed out. Academy instructors performed CPR and called for medical help. The cadet was pronounced dead at Methodist Hospital. His name hasn't been released and his official cause of death has yet to be determined. Closing arguments are underway in a federal trial to figure out how much the government owes the victims and families of the Sutherland Springs Church Massacre. The court has found that the Air Force was 60 percent liable for the 2017 mass shooting that killed 26 people and wounded many more. After Devin Kelly threatened mass violence while in the Air Force, the service failed to enter his name into a national database to prevent him from buying a firearm. Three dozen families of the victims are plaintiffs in the lawsuit. Children in a tiny East Texas town are mourning the death of a friend. Correspondent Jim Ryan in Dallas says the 11-year-old girl was killed over the weekend in a hunting accident with her dad. Sixth grader Daisy Grace Lynn George was hunting with her father on Saturday, and as he was unloading his rifle, it fired, striking the girl in the abdomen. The area was so remote, says Sheriff Brandon Fletcher. They actually used a siren to help him guide us to him. Daisy would die from her injuries. At her school, assistant principal Melissa Torrance says. Everyone's wrapping their minds around it right now, but they are being very supportive of one another. The sheriff does not expect Daisy's father to face criminal charges. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. A San Antonio man is off to prison for 35 years for murdering his wife in 2019. Brian Ramos shot his wife, Josephine, at least 10 times in the back as she ran away from a car they had been riding in together. The killing happened about midday in a parking lot near the intersection of Fair Avenue and Gevers. The 41-year-old defendant entered a plea of no contest. The judge found Ramos guilty and sentenced him Monday. A San Antonio murder suspect may be involved with a missing woman from Oklahoma. Detectives with the McLean County Sheriff's Office say 36-year-old Francisco Velasquez may be with his 29-year-old girlfriend, Talon Padilla who was reported missing from Wayne, Oklahoma, early this month. McLean County officials say they have reason to believe Trecho Padilla traveled to the Texas-Mexico border but don't know if she crossed into Mexico. Velasquez Velasquez is wanted for a 2018 murder in San Antonio. The holiday season is in full swing and so are scammers. Kathy Stokes, director of fraud prevention programs for AARP, says to watch out for deceiving ads online. 35 percent.
0: Of U.S. adults say that they've experienced fraud when clicking on an online ad.
1: Stokes says if you've been scammed, report it. Today's a day for do gooders.
0: Cyber Monday is over. Now you're supposed to open your wallet and give. This Tuesday after Thanksgiving is earmarked for donating to nonprofits and volunteering at local community centers. It was started by New York City's 92nd Street Y in 2012 as part of a partnership with the United Nations Foundation. It's grown to 80 countries and almost 300 community campaigns in the US. A Giving Tuesday report says last year, people donated almost two and a half billion dollars in this country alone.
1: That's correspondent Deborah Rodriguez.
0: The San Antonio Spurs are rolling. They won their second in a row last night with the 116.99 victory. Over the Washington Wizards, DeJounte Murray continues his high streak with 22 points, 10 boards, and 8 assists, while Derek White added 24 points, including 18 points in the third quarter, a career high for White for points in a quarter. The UTSA Roadrunners men's basketball team hosted the St. Mary's Rattlers at the Convocation Center and picked up a 75-65 non-conference win in the battle between two San Antonio universities, the first time the Rattlers and Runners have met in men's basketball since 2002. Ding led the team with 27 points and 11 rebounds. And the Texas Rangers signed shortstop Corey Seager to a 10-year, $325 million deal a day after signing Marcus Seaman to a seven-year, $175 million contract, giving Texas one of the most expensive middle infields in baseball. For San Antonio Sports Star, I'm Rudy J. KTSA AccuWeather.
1: More sun than clouds today. A nice afternoon high of 72. Then partly cloudy
0: for a while tonight. Clouding up after midnight though 55. Tomorrow mostly cloudy in the morning. Then some sunshine in the afternoon high 74. Thursday a comfortable day with clouds and some sun at times high 77. I'm meteorologist Joe Lundberg with your KTSA Stevens Roofing
1: AccuWeather forecast. And I'm Katie Barber. Good news around the clock at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And news anytime online at KTSA.com.